Welcome to Kashris on the Air, your weekly radio show dealing with kosher issues for the kosher consumer. And I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Wickler, editor of Kashris Magazine, uh, the kosher publication for the kosher consumer here in, in we publish here from Brooklyn. And uh, tonight we hope to have a, a guest with us. We there may be some problem in traveling, and so he may be coming a little late. I'm not sure. And if he doesn't show up, we'll be able to handle things from our own end over here. Uh, let me just tell you what our topic is today. Uh, our topic is the Pesach products. Normally we do this closer to Pesach, but uh, I wanted to save some time to work on other issues that also have to be done before Pesach. And so we're going to deal with some of the Pesach product issues tonight. And the, and the first thing that I would like to mention is uh, that uh, there are a number of publications that deal with kashras for Pesach, and we advise people to get as many of these as possible. There, there is the uh, famous uh, one from the uh, OU, and there's one from the uh, there's one from the Star K, and there's one from uh, oh here Rabbi Rabinowitz now from the OU is joining us. His his publication we're going to be talking about tonight, which is uh, the OU publication. And Rabinowitz, take a seat over here and join me next to me. Glad you're able to come aboard. The, um, the, there are a number of other publications that, that exist regarding Pesach. And it, what's interesting is that no two publications are saying exactly the same things this is on. No two, uh, uh, no two publications are exactly the same. Some have more information in one area and more information in another area. We happen to put out a magazine. It's called the Kashrus Magazine, and our 2015 Passover guide is uh, packed with uh, many pages of information dealing with the products. And we have a little unique in some of the things that we have in the magazine. One of the things that we feature, and we're going to get to Robert Rabinowitz in the OU in just a moment. One of the things that we feature is the. Um, the Passover guide, the shopping guide from the CRC, the Chicago Rabbinical Council, which I've been working with for the last uh, maybe half a dozen years, uh, putting out their information in our publication for uh, for our readers to get the, a benefit of a, a full uh, set of uh, descriptions of things that deal with, with Pesach and areas that we don't go to in our own magazine. So there's a four-page color pull out, or, or actually wouldn't pull it out, but you, know, you could, uh, it's one section dealing with shopping guide on every single kind of product you can possibly imagine from the Chicago Rabbinical Council. In addition, we have uh, something that is very unique, is that we list unauthorized products, because what's happening is that in the course of the year, certain products are mislabeled with a P designation, meaning it should be Pesach, and sometimes the P just means Parva, so that we have a list of those items, and we have a lot of alerts that are unique to our, us that we've been promoting and investigating and following over the years. Um, maybe I'll mention one or two of them later on, but before, without further ado, I think I have to let Rabbi Ravindowitz, now he, he took his coat off, he settled down, now he can join us and we can be able to have his, his wonderful words. Thank you very much for joining us. Rabbi Rabinowitz, Rabbi Nochem Rabinowitz is in charge of the OU Passover, direct guide to Passover, and uh, obviously that is a publication that uh, there are many, many, many tens of thousands, if 
not hundreds of thousands already of people of, of, uh, of people who are getting this. So it's uh, it's a very very important part of everybody's pace of production. Now we in general we're not gonna, we don't like to mention this hashgacha and that hashgacha, but we're working with hashgacha tonight. If somebody calls in right now, nobody's taking care of the calls because they're out davening mincha. But if if uh, if we you do call in a little later, we're going to take calls. And we, we don't want to get lost in this thing of hashkacha. Rabbi Rabinowitz can answer for the OU, whether something is kashla pesach or not, or why yes, why no. He can also give us a general guidelines, but we can't get stuck on individual hashkachas and rabbis. We don't mention that here. We try as much as possible to avoid it. So without further ado, I welcome my guest, Rabbi Nachman Rabinowitz. Thank you for coming. Thank you, Rabbi Wickler. It's a pleasure to once again join you before Pesach. Um, a question, Rabbi Benowitz. Yeah. How many years is it? I think it's the third or maybe no, the fourth. it's the fourth. The fourth year. <laughs> wow. I'll be four years. <laughs> this is the fourth. We, we, we started our programming about a month before Pesach. The first wow. thing we launched was talking about Pesach. It was really awesome because we got into nitty-gritty, things that people had never thought of and heard of before. So we were happy that you came that year, but Baruch Hashem would come every year, and really it's a wonderful thing because this is the this is what Pesach is all about, asking the questions. And we're asking him in investment right. advance for people to buy right. the things and not make any mistakes. Right. So, so and, and this program is Sharlin Vidarshan. <laughs> it's both that it uh, enables us to, to tell us, um, to share with you information, but also to receive your questions and try to respond to them. So I, I noticed in the Passover guide, I, I opened my copy up before you came, and I see that you printed an article that... Uh, in here, which you wrote, which you penned uh, on Shemitah. And uh, can you just briefly tie that into uh, Shemitah in general for us here in the United States and how it ties into Pesach? Well, I, I don't know that it's a specifically a Pesach issue. It's, I think it's a, a general issue. Um, but the the goal of the article um, was to provide us in Chutzlar, we who live out of Eretz Yisrael, um, a, a somewhat of an appreciation for what Shemitah is because... Uh, there are actually exports from Israel to the United States, um, processed products, which people, I think, understand that they have to look for a hashkacha like they would um, any processed product. But um, there's also agricultural products. There's produce, which comes to the United States. And what I did was, uh, after speaking and consulting with um, the agricultural community in Eretz Yisrael, we identified the most common exports here, and we tried to provide the relevant information um, you know, people think, well, Shemitah, right? It's halfway through. We're halfway through. But that, it, for, for vegetables, um, it, it, it has been very relevant. And there are not that many vegetables that come into the United States. Um, however, for fruits, which is more common, um, it's first starting because the, the um, shishis, the, the sixth year's produce, um, even if it was harvested in the seventh year, um, would be considered shishis. Um, as long as it, it grew a, a significant amount in the sixth year. Um, but the produce of the seventh year that uh, you know really is growing in the seventh year, that's going to be coming um, in, in the next months, um, towards the end of the year and into the following I'm year. I'm trying to understand yeah. why. I know this is true, but I don't really, just as a person, I don't get it exactly. Why is that? I mean, I would think that, uh, you know, I, I was going to a story that happened just today. Um, I got a, one of these emails. I'm involved in, a, you know, questions come back and forth and emails to us. So we, we had a, a situation with Jaffa Oranges that came with an OU 
And it says everything's taken care of for this and for that and the other thing, which of course it is. You know, the OU doesn't uh, allow anything to come out without Hafrash's Trumas and Meisers from Israel. I mean, there's no question about that. The question was raised about Shemitah, the Kedusha Shviyas. So um, the fellow that I know, I, I told him I didn't know if there was going to be Kedusha Shviyas at this particular time on the oranges. He wrote to somebody in Eretz Israel. He wrote actually to the rabbi who used to be the head for the OU in Eretz Israel. Uh, Mursky, Misky, Whiskey, Minsky. Minsky. So he wrote to Rabbi Minsky, and Rabbi Minsky answered him that the present time he is, he is, he is pretty sure that uh, all of those oranges are still shishas, the sixth year, not the seventh year. Even though we're in half almost, you know, like almost through with the seventh year, they're not using it. What's happening? Why is it that you have such a thing as the oranges are not here yet? When actually they're they're there. So what's 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 right. the well, reason why? Well, the oranges are, are fruits which are available year round. Right. Um, they harvest them typically in a season, and they cold storage them. So that's why we have the availability at all times. Um, now, with respect to, to shemitah for fruit, um, the the rule is that it's it's only if the critical growth stage is during the shemitah year that it's considered shemitah. So therefore. Oranges, the, the critical growth stage would be shashanata, which means when the f- fruit begins to form. Sometimes that's about a third of the, of the growth of the fruit. Now, based on the seasons, all of the fruit that's available generally is going to be shishas mm-hmm. because it, it's not till later when the, the harvesting of fruits that form themselves in the, sixth, in the seventh year become available. So actually, in the article, have a chart. Have a chart I have a here. chart of, yeah. of the fruits that are exported to the United States. And Page oranges, 35. right, oranges, um, the date uh, for wow. Shemitah August. is August 16th, 2015, which is yet to come. And we've also added the time period for shipping, which is about two to four weeks until the, the product would actually come to the United States. So, so it's not until that. September. The, the, it's not until September, September then, right. that oranges would become an issue of shishas and shvias. Next right. year, right? You will not see the OU on product which is um, shvias, right? Because al- although it, it's possible, Good, you can do it, that yeah. there, there there are fruits and there. Are, for example, in Israel, there's a concept called otzabezdin, yeah. which is it's not really for sale. It's more of a distribution system right. that a bezdin controls. Um, the OU does not provide for that because. Um, Kedusha Shviz is something that we in Chutzlars are not familiar with, and we feel that it would confuse the consumers. And they're going they're right. to they're right. they're mess it right. up. Right. And actually, what's, what's important to note is because the, the religious community in Israel has grown and is such, you know, such a, an important segment of the, of the market, even if um, what they call um, you know, Shviz products, um, w- they're not selling in Israel. Mm-hmm. Because they, they, there's such a demand for non shviyas products in Israel, so they're, they're more likely to export them to the United States and other countries because of that reason. So you're, you're likely to see perhaps more. even more produce coming wow. in different varieties coming than you would otherwise. For example, I had not known this until it's only recently you're seeing carrots. Right, carrots. Is, I, I think we should read these, <laughs> the ones that are already in effect, the ones that are 2014. Um, the first one was carrots. Believe it or not, from October 17th, in a couple of weeks. So let's say from November, they've been they've been shemitah. Right, right. and and I would say further for, from from that point they've been shemitah, but actually from January they're svichim. Right, svichim is an iser, a special gzera midrabanan, and they're, they're not permitted. 
Right. Unless, unless, of course, one wants to rely on Hetzer Mechir, which is the whole discussion. I don't think this is the, the venue no, for that. It's, it's, too long, it's all too long to get into the topics. <laughs> that deserves a radio program. Have, no, they have to read your article <laughs> yeah, first. Right, then yeah, they'll, they'll yeah. be ready. <laughs> okay. Okay. We're going to tell them how to get the book also. Is there okay. a way you can get the, it? The book, they're actually because over 100. Distributed yeah. already. It's mostly distributed. There are over 100,000 copies. Right. So where do you, um, how could he, how could, if somebody the, doesn't, can, is not tied into yeah. the shawl that gives them out. Right. How would you yeah. get a copy at this point? The, um, at this point, I would say call the OU. Call, call, call the, the OU, OU at, at, at which number we should we use? Uh, at, at, there, there might be a number which is specific for the guide. I don't have otherwise that. Otherwise, they're going to get you, lost. You can use the, the, the general number, which is two. takes a long time right. to get through right. to anybody that way. 212-563-4000 is the general Okay, 212-563-4000. And uh, we'll, you'll have to leave a message that, to, that you're interested in getting the book. Or else, can they do see it online? Yes, the book is available. There's a, a website called OUPassover.org. Ah, and special one. You have a, the guide is fully available um, the same way you would read it um, in a printed version. It's available. Um, you can turn the pages even it's as there you already. Would. It's there already. It's okay. posted for a few weeks. And there are, in, fa- in fact, that website contains many articles that don't appear in the guide uh-huh. from previous years. And, and uh, so let, it has just, all the information that you need. But let's just read yeah. the other guys here because I think they're very important. You have... Uh, I see that Esrogim was an issue. Will will become an issue next year. It says, oh, because they didn't have it then? That's what it is. No, we didn't, it was, yeah. this, they just missed it. Yeah, it's, but it's, I, we yeah. had an issue, we were mentioning a thing about Esrogim, and, and, and somebody said that Esrogim isn't an issue because they say that the, the, the uh, I, was thinking, I was thinking about, I was thinking about the, Oh, which was the mice that that they usually take care of. Right. Oh, the shvi's would be a problem. Yeah. So ne- next, next year. year's Esrogim, right. typically from Israel, will be Correct. shemitah. Okay. Then the, the I just want to do this quickly because we have other stuff to go on to. Papayas, also, um, there are a tremendous amount of them from September on. They have been uh, uh, they they have been shemitah, peppers, right. and this, a lot of peppers today. This was a from big Israel. exporter of peppers. Right. And uh, that's also from September. And here, strawberries, because we're not so interested in some of the strawberries, okay. And tomatoes, which is a big one. Uh, so the tomatoes and the carrots are the things that a lot of people are not really aware of. The tomatoes, maybe they're a little more unique. I'm not sure. The carrots, I remember when I, when I was in the store, he showed me these huge carrots. Those are from Israel. The little <laughs> ones that we have in the little bag, that's not from Israel. But the huge carrots, right. they're very successfully right. grown, and they have <laughs> Shemitah this, right, at this time right. of the year, so it's a big problem. Right. Uh, also, we, we, we're mentioning this um, about the about the Shemitah. So is there anything else coming up in, in the near future here? Um, the rest of them the are vegetables are usually um, have been a problem for a number of months already. But well, that's mambir are, at least, yeah. at least to, to tell them yeah. about this mambir. Well, mambir is uh, once of, once already. Yeah, once a produce is no longer available in Israel, then if one has within his possession fruits or vegetables of shemitah with kedusha shvius, mm-hmm. one must relinquish the ownership of that. He has to be mafkarit, um, and then he can take it back for himself. But that must take place before these fruits are no longer available. Actually, we have a little yeah. time until July till any of them affect, take yeah. effect. Yeah. Well, that's that, that's just to give us a little idea about uh, the article here. You know what I enjoyed very much in here? I didn't have a chance to read it, the whole thing yet, but Rabbi Singer's article yeah. is a very special yeah. article. Everyone really should read that. You know, Rabbi Singer's been doing Pesach for how many years? Uh, decades. Decades and decades. <laughs> And he is he's designated as the OU man for Pesach, which I can't even imagine 
how many things much go past his desk. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, you, when you realize the decision of what's going to be included, what's not going to be included, what's, how right. is it set up, how is it monitored. Meshkiyach um, Tamidi, a lot of them have Meshkiyach Tamidi, not everything, but most things have Meshkiyach Tamidi, the ones that, don't, that they feel don't need it. So there's a lot, of, you know, the, all that decision is really, it's amazing that any one person can really uh, handle right. it. Well, he has a lot there. of assistance, and of course he consults with the OU Poskim before making decisions. Um, uh, people like Rabbi Jurevel yeah. have a lot of input into, into this, these decisions that are made. This is, yeah. this is amazing, because what he does here, see, this is the old issue, was always what, what does need to be Pesach, product, Pesach Hashkocha, what doesn't need it. He tackles it over here, and really he's been talking about it forever. I, I mean, I have it in my magazine also. We, we come to him every year and we consult, and uh, we mention the OU position on this, the OU position on that. Let's say that I like the one that always, well, he's always uh, outspoken about, the extra virgin olive oil. Certain other things, he, he, he feels that we have enough of a handle on it and, and we're, in, we're in good territory. And that's a very, very important thing. To take that stand, that strong stand. He he always says with the we have the things with the coffee. He has positions on coffee and on tea. Very 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 helpful. And and what in this article, which is two pages, he goes through these things thoroughly. And I've never seen him, you know, this printer right, before. Right. So it was a wonderful addition. Right. If I may, just because you mentioned three oh, yeah. three items, so I want to talk about some developments. Um, you mentioned extra virgin olive oil. Now, the OU has had a position for a long time that extra virgin olive oil, which is a cold-pressed oil, right. it's not refined, it doesn't, it's not a heated product, right. is something that can be used for Pesach even without special ashkacha. But I, I just would like to clarify, the OU is only recommending those which have an OU of on course, the product. Of course, we're only talking about right. that. And I mean, the, the reason is because... The quality um, of the, the, the ashkacha. The, right. you, have, you have to understand, yeah. olive oil <laughs> is the, one of the areas that is the most shenanigans, the most geneva going on. The fraud. And yeah. the fraud right. in the secular world, and right. nothing to do with us, nothing to do with kosher. It's just an area where there's a lot of money to be made and a lot of people are banditten. <laughs> They've been stealing. Right. So therefore, what, we, what Rabbi Rabin was pointing out is, yes, the OU takes the position that their extra virgin olive oil, their hashkocha, they're as confident that the companies that they certify this is not going on, and you're actually getting the extra virgin olive oil, and therefore, for that reason, they have no concern for Pesach. But in other oils, you might not be getting extra virgin, may not even be getting olive oil. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's been a lot of reporting about this issue. Um, this, another issue that you just mentioned in you know, discussing Rabbi Singer <laughs> was coffee, and there is a yeah. development this year for okay. coffee. Go ahead. Um, the OU has been recommending for many years instant coffee with the following labels, Taster's Choice, an Escafé product, and Folgers. Yeah. Um, however, they only recommended the non-decaffeinated, the regular coffee. And the reason they could not recommend the, the decaffeinated is because the decaffeination process can involve something called ethyl acetate, which may be chametz. Um, and that's why we couldn't recommend it. However, this year, we were able to work with the Folgers company to to recommend not just the non-decaffeinated, but even the decaffeinated product. So both decaffeinated and non-decaffeinated Folgers. Taster's Choice, I can't say this. Right. Taster's Choice is only the non-decaffeinated. But uh, like I said, Folgers is like that. Um, there's another, uh, you know, another mention, another thing I'd like to mention, just a development, um, which, which might be interesting. I think it's... You're saying you know, Taster's Choice Coffee 
needs a special Pesach with his nation? No, no. Tasters Choice Coffee, instant coffee, regular and unflavored, oh, that's what is recommended, is. but not the decaffeinated one. Uh-huh. But the Folgers, even the decaffeinated, is also recommended. That's a development for so this that year. That we have a mistake in our book. Yeah. Okay. We, you're saying that, and this was really uh, based upon the information we were given. We have to check it out, yeah. and we have to make a special notation. That the taste is choice. We only had mistakenly said it. You said you have it there. Right, coffee instant, Folgers regular and decaffeinated. Nescafe taste is choice regular only. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's a change, and we didn't uh, get that. We're going to have to make a notation to, to publicize it on, on our Kashrus monthly and get it out. Or we also send out a special. Any of our readers or listeners can get it, uh, no charge at all. Just email us uh, that they want to get the. Uh, the, the, the last-minute Pesach alerts, and we send out a last-minute Pesach alert, so we're going to include it okay. in those two places. Unfortunately, we missed it this okay. year. Okay. What's um, in, what else do you have? The third um, thing you wanted to say the, was the third? The, I'm trying to remember already. Okay. We'll be covering <laughs> the, a lot. Right. I'll mention another development, which I think is a, t- a testament to the kosher consumer. Um, we've discussed each year, we've discussed medications, mm-hmm. and the OU's position is that you know if you're prescribed a medication from a doctor, um, one should think very hard and do a lot of research before changing a medication. And, and um, every year we print an, a letter from the CRC in Chicago, uh, which says clearly the, uh, their position, which is the same thing. And my Rebbe Zatzal, Rav Ozhazim, and Zatzal taught the same thing as well. Basically, uh, we're talking about um, you know, liquid and chewable that contains right. hummets. So then you need a, you need a, the, the the rabbi the, the doctor to tell you, but pill medication with or without chametz that one swallows is permitted. Vitamins and food supplements do not fall necessarily fall in the category. You have to consult your rabbi about that. But as far as the pill medication with or without chametz one swallows is permitted, and this is the position of the CRC in Chicago, signed by the the five people, the five rabbanim. The uh, Rashi Koyalil, Rashi Bastin, the Dayan, the uh, Bastin, the Rub, all the different Rabbanim here. Very, very interesting. And you have this basically the same position. Right. That's what traditionally was taught. The reliance on some of the booklets is very, very nice. If you want to go to a booklet and it says your medication is good, or if you want to say uh, you want to choose one company or another. And I've gone to with some of these um, pharmacists, and they will provide you sometimes a few pills to get you over Pesach with the right company that will be clearly Kushala Pesach. But the concern about it isn't so dramatic because it's a pill and because we're talking about medications that are that are necessary and a lot of people have severe issues and they they shouldn't be losing themselves over not finding it listed in somebody's book right i mean the, the reality is that like rabbi wickler just mentioned it's 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 not derakhila these things are nifsal they are tasteless or they're neg- they have a, a negative taste and and therefore there is no iser khamats even if they have khamats which Many probably do not anyway. Um, so the reality is that it, it's certainly permitted halachically to take the medication. And under those circumstances, for one to start playing with one's health, um, for a, a prescribed medication which, which one needs for one's health, um, is dangerous and, and should only be done you know, uh, <laughs> under special circumstances. The chewables 
um, which are flavored, this, the liquids which are flavored, that per, is, is probably a derech achila. And again, you know, should, be, should be done in consultation. If the, the same medication is available with hashkacha, then that's certainly a preference if, if a doctor or says. Or you'll ask the yeah, rabbi or the right, doctor right, and you'll go with, right, with what they say. Most right. of the time the rabbi asks what the doctor say, <laughs> and right. usually he'll go with whatever right. the doctor said. Right. But Rabbi Wickler also mentioned that he does not include into this category vitamins. And, and the reason, very simply, is that vitamins are, you know, as much as the people feel and some, you know, health professionals recommend them as well, um, the reality is that they're, they're probably not vital to one's health. For an eight-day yeah, period. For an eight-day period. Um, and we at the OU have been receiving calls for years. Today, Baruch Hashem, there are brands of vitamins which have ashkacha, um, namely uh, Maxi Health or Frida, people are familiar with. And I think that was a, a very important. Frida has been around for many, many years, and Maxi Health more recently are providing vitamins with hashkacha. Mm-hmm. But that hashkacha was never for Pesach. And we would get calls. People wanted to know about this vitamin and that vitamin. What right. about Pesach? And the OU, we couldn't recommend it for Pesach. Right, right. But this year, for the first time, there are three Maxi Health vitamins which have an OUP on them. Unbelievable. And that's as a, re- a result which of. Which are the, they? Which, which kind? I, I don't have the names in front of me. Well, it's, it's um, interesting. But you will find through. them if you go into your into your health stores or your, your drug stores. That's very, very good. You'll have them. And it's as a result of, of what? Of you, the consumer, reaching out to the, to the companies. At the end of the day, every company that's producing, whether it's a medication or whether it's a vitamin or whether it's a, uh, um, a food product, they're, they're there to make business. And mm-hmm. you're the people who. Who make that happen. Right. And if you reach out to them, I can't say in every case you'll get what you want, but if you reach out to companies, you call them, you email them, and you, you ask for something and you complain, and if it's not, you're not the only one doing it, uh, the reality is that it's only a small percentage of consumers that actually contact companies. Right. So realize the, the power of your voice to, to, to you know, achieve things that, uh, that, that can be accomplished. Um, and I, I hope this is this is one of the things that will be duplicated. Whether whether it's a candy bar that you want or whether it's a vitamin that you want, there are so many products. Um, and another thing, uh, the pharmaceutical companies. Um, it would be very nice to get um, liquid vitamins, liquid right. or liquid vitamins or liquid medications, such as uh, you know the, the cough medications and things like that. It can. The companies have not there's responded. Tremendous, yeah. There's tremendous need for that. Yeah, and I can't and, tell you how many and, people probably put their kids into sakana right. by not taking certain medications and they, they they want kosher but sometimes they have to realize a young child it's a sakana I, I this I went through with my Rebbe Zatzal you have to be more machmir on pikuach nefesh than anything else and a lot of people are, are not careful about it when you're dealing I ask how old is the child and I hear the age I get scared so you just give it to them Right. Uh, right. Most of the time, that's the halacha. You can't right. you can't hold back a medication over a hashash efshek enzyme a chumra. To yourself, you want to do it and you want to have a headache, fine. But to go ahead and do that to a right. kid is it's, it's a terrible avla. But but at the same time, it's the the kashrus in America is an amazing phenomenon. Yeah, it's changing. It's it's why large national companies, international companies, are interested in getting ashkacha for for what less than half percent of the of the population. It ama- but. It's a reality, and and we have that ability to to change. Right, so these we should we, we minds. should be pushing yeah. a little bit for that. I don't know how easy it is to, do, to push a big company like that. We, I want to get moving on all this stuff because we have so much sure. to do. Um, before before we go on to uh, anything else that you want to mention, there's there's two interest areas that I'd like to stress and bring up is that the OU position on kidney oat has changed a little bit. That we're doing more 
owe you a kidney. And I think it would probably be a wave of the future. And personally, uh, you know, I find it confusing, and I think it's important to mention a little bit about it because, you know, it, it, our stores, uh, we're living in an area we have Spartan and Ashkenazim mixed together, but some of the stores are owned by Hasidim, Borough Park, or whatever, and you will find that they will be getting from products from Israel. I know some of the Hashkachas that, that, that do the kitneos because Israel has got a lot of Spartan, and there are kitneo products in our stores for Pesach, and uh, a lot of people are not aware of it. And that's something that we have to sort of train our minds to be aware of. Right. I start, just before you do that, I want just to tell you one thing as it came to my mind, that we mentioned one of the products that's mislabeled and is being sold for Pesach is, um, you know, it's, it's a little bit weird, but it, it's, it's real, unfortunately, is that the uh, Mahadran company, Mahadran Ice Cream Company, has a Mahadran Ice Cream Cones that says OUP, and it's 100% uh, chametz. Oh, wow. The reason that this is important to me is because uh, our people have gotten so used to the idea that everything can be Pesadich. Right. So they, when everything can be Pesadich, and you find something in a store, you find something in your house, oh, this has a P on it, O-U-P. So it's Pesadich, and you put it away. When you're cleaning up now, you're putting it with the Pesadich things. Now, you have to start thinking... Uh, you know, but look in our magazine or uh, you know, be, keep it, be aware. If you're not aware of, of, of the mislabeled, and the, then what happens is you're going to take that product. I can't, I believe clearly that somebody can end up using that product on Pesach. That's it's, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. No, but, okay, I agree. That's, because I mean, yeah, because yeah. that's that's what we've, we've reached. We, we got so used to the idea that everything is going to be available. But give me a little bit more about the kidney. Okay. Oil. All right. So the background for the kidney, the, the, the OU for. Uh, for many, many years, um, never certified for Pesach um, any kidney product. And the reason was that uh, the, the dominant um, kosher community in the United States was Ashkenazic, was not Sephardic. Um, there, there were, obviously here in Brooklyn, we have a very significant and, a, and illustrious Sephardic community. Um, but nonetheless, it was small, and the OU felt that to give a Pesach Ashkocha for kidney would confuse the consumer. Um, nonetheless, our Rabbanim, our Poskim, encouraged us to get involved in the OU Kitniot. Why? Because, um, like is in Europe today, and maybe happened in the United States 50 years ago, um, there were the lists that were making their way right. around. This was not Hashkacha, but people made assumptions and people did uh, a superficial type of research, and they would distribute lists of products that they were recommending, whether for year-round or for Pesach. And that's what was happening in, in the community was that there were these lists were, were proliferating and people were relying and they were taking, for example, OU products that we are intimately familiar with, but would never recommend them not for Pesach and not for Kitniot. And these found their way onto these lists because of and these some assumptions. some of the products, Rabbi, I happen to know because I know those lists. Some of those products I wouldn't recommend to use even chametz all year. Not okay. not all you ones. I'm saying they were they 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 made these lists up and they and they ended up taking a lot of people in the areas they shouldn't have gone. Right. I spoke to Rabbi Singer about it uh, back earlier days with him about it, and he told me that there is no way that they can guarantee that this is a kosher pace of product. Right. The kidney aside, he says this. The, he told me this chametz gummer on the machinery. He said the chametz gummer in the in, in that area, in the factory, and in the processing. It's impossible to guarantee. Yes, you're looking at ingredients. If you want to read ingredients, but 
even if you deal with the halachic issue of Bittal, which somehow Svartim had the heter of, of Bittal for Pesach, before Pesach, but he said it wasn't working. Right. So, so, you know, just reading ingredients alone is not going to guarantee. And this is the, the man who knew right. and the, the products we're talking about. I think he was talking about Beechnut at that time. And a lot of times these were finding themselves on the list. It's very easy when you have a young child to make something and to, to make it into a, uh, into, into a liquefied thing for the child. It's not so hard to, to cook it and mash it. And it's not such a terribly hard thing to do. So there, but, but people wanted that finished product. And I, I got involved once with, on the Svardim with the, uh, with, the, with the issue of rice. Rabbi Jurovel was involved with me, and it was a very interesting topic. I'm not going to go into it now. But yes, there definitely was a lot of people working from lists without in real information. So it's definitely a plus. Right. But I'm concerned about the fact that a person sees an OU, especially until only, let's say, a year or two ago, they weren't dealing with the kidney oat. So now, how right. are we going to... So, so we don't put and use an OUP. The OUP oh. is not, does not appear in a kidney oat product. In fact... What what it says is OU kitniot. That's the symbol. The symbol uh-huh. is the is the OU symbol. Um, next to it is kitniot. And our feeling was that if we don't promote the issue of Pesach, we just mentioned kitniot. So the Sephardim who, who are looking for that will recognize it, understand its implication, and understand that it's meant for them. Whereas the you know Ashkenazim who are not familiar with kitniot concept, and there are many, some are and some are not, would not be confused by it and thereby... Right. And then what we do is we put in, in smaller letters underneath um, that this product is recommended for those who utilize kitniot on Pesach. Uh-huh. So that, that's why we, we designed it in such a fashion, it doesn't, it's not promoted as a Pesach product, it's promoted as a kidney product. And thereby we, we hope that the, the consumers will not be confused. But the, the objective here was to provide the same standards, like Rabbi Wickler mentioned before, to have a mashkiach tmidi for most Pesach type products. There's no reason that the Sephardim shouldn't benefit from the same standards, only what? That it's kidney, which they clearly can use. But that so, means that yeah. we're going to find in our stores Mixed in with the pace of production, pace of products, we're going to find this kidney, oh, you kidney, oh, because that's where the store is going to sell it. Because right. selling it as a, as a pace of product right. is far them. Right. But we, Ashkenazim, have to know that it's not for us. Absolutely. Very, very important to note that. It's, uh, it's interesting. I know we're different to Hashkacha, and every year, <laughs> it's a funny thing, and you know this, if, if you, know who, you don't know who I'm talking about, that every year they remove their Hashkacha for Pesach. And another hashgacha comes on, and the reason is because they don't give hashgacha on kidneys. So that that you know, this is a decision the OU made, uh, but it's a uh, it, it's something that educationally we have to get used to. Yeah, that's something you have to work towards. Sure. The other thing interesting to me about the quinoa, how what what's happening with quinoa? Because that seems to be now quinoa is now accepted uh, by the OU. There was a divergent opinion. We went through this past years that there is a divergent opinion within the OU, and the decision was to go with the with the hashkocha for Pesach, and to consider it not to be a kitneos, not put kitneos labeling on it, although there were different opinions even within the OU on that. That's correct. Okay, so I just that's want correct. to clarify so that. that. That's as far as a, a, a product identity. Right. Does it fit into the category of kitneos or not? But there is still a, another issue, which is um, uh, cross-contamination, that uh, there may be residual, sometimes the, the companies that pack grains will also pack quinoa. 
And it's possible that some wheat and real chametz can get into the product. That's why the only quinoa that the OU is recommending is when it has a specific Pesach Hashkoch. It has no UP on it. Uh-huh. Uh, but, but generally, quinoa um, that you'll find in stores, um, which does not have an OUP, the OU would not recommend that product. Um, I'd, I'd mention also, because it's, um, it's a similar type of issue, and I know it's become popular in the last year or two, almond flour. Um, almond flour is... is interesting, there are different types of, of nuts, and some of them are ground into a flour, and they're, they're used in baking, and uh, I know they're, they're, they're apparently very good for baking to replace things like potato starch or tapioca starch. Um, and um, the, the almond flour is, is, a, is a raw almond, which is ground, which makes it very eligible for Pesach. Ha- where is it ground? Ha- however, yeah, <laughs> machinery, however, machinery. Where is yeah. the machinery, and also where is the packing? Yeah. Um, if one of the things that benefit us for Pesach is there's this whole um, non-gluten. Right. Um, so many companies are, are becoming very careful. They consider gluten to be an allergen, and therefore chametz to be an allergen, um, and therefore it helps us in kashrus to, to for segregation, for cleanliness. It's it's a benefit. But the reality is that we can't recommend a product like almond flour unless it has special Pesach hashkacha. Um, and although, unfortunately, it's, it's, it's a very big difference in price. Um, I, the almond flour with the regular is probably less than half the price. But uh, that's, I guess, what paying for the mashgiach to, to be there to ensure that. I'm going to get back to you in just a minute, Rabbi. And I'm going to ask our listeners if they'd like to call in. They can call in now, 718-683-5858. And we'll take their calls. I'm just going to say a word or two about uh, Glatmark. You can call now, 718-683-5858. Or you can text us at 347-927-8398. Nisim, could you fix up my machine? It got, got it's messed up over here. And we, I'm just going to say a few words about uh, Glotmart for our listeners. When you think of Glotmart, conveniently located at 1205 Avenue M, you can think of price, service, convenience, and quality. Whether you shop for a few items or for a full wagon load, you can save plenty of money by shopping at Glotmart. Their weekly specials run from Wednesday to Tuesday, and they appear on what's on sale. And I'm going to just mention a few of them that are currently available. I don't have the ones that are starting on Wednesday. These are good through today and tomorrow. You can get whole beef shoulder. There's about 60 pounds. That means you're buying for Pesach. Cut to your specifications. A whole beef shoulder. Five seventy nine a pound. These are this is kosher. This is glad kosher. You'll see in a second. You can get family packed beef stew at seven ninety nine a pound, and uh, you can get let's see. In the grocery areas, this is not kosher le pesach. Libra's apricot preserves. Maybe it is. I don't know. It doesn't say here. Three ninety nine. Manashevitz egg matzah. I wouldn't recommend that for pesach because it's not egg matzah is only for people who have. Uh, Need for it. Uh, Libra's apple juice four pack, two for three dollars. And uh, another example Mendelssohn's pizza and slice, that's eight slice. Mendelssohn's pizza is $6.99 for eight slices. For Pesach? No, it's not Pesach <laughs> yet. I don't have the Pesach stuff yet. It's going to be coming out next week. And um, that gives you just a, a taste of, of, of some of the things that are available at Glotmart. And at Glotmart, you can be sure that you're going to get uh, the quality meats as A1 with kosher certification from both the Star K and the Vatakashas of Flatbush. With Base Yosef meats and with expert Nikor at Glotmart, you're getting quality kashras. 
And uh, a clock point can also save some time and, uh, by parking using their valet parking service. Just come in from the East 12th Street entrance, and they'll park the car for you and have it ready to load up with those special items you purchase in the store. A Glock Mart is at 1205 Avenue M, meeting your shopping needs is their top priority. If you meet Dove in Glock Mart, tell them you heard about Glock Mart on Kashmir's on the Air over J Root Radio. And now if you'd like to reach us, Rabbi uh, Nachum Rabinowitz from the OU, in charge of the uh, kosher, uh, the Pesach guide, we're available here at 718-683-5858. And if you'd like to email us, I mean to text us, 347-927-8398, or the studio number, the call, 718-683-5858. So until somebody calls in, I see people didn't call in yet, so we have a few more minutes, and uh, we'd like to take up... Uh, some other topics. Do you have any other topics of things that were new in this year that you feel were especially interesting or that you want to make sure that people... No, not, nothing special? Okay. Well, I I always have, uh, you know, uh, areas that I, I think are important. One is that people... We have some text. Uh, we do have text? Yeah, we have some text. But it's not here? <laughs> How do we read it? Uh, which makeup product is kosher? Okay, what's it? We had to get there. Okay, um, you want to know who, who I'm interviewing. So the answer is I'm interviewing Rabbi Nochem Rabinowitz, who works for the uh, OU, the Union of Orthodox Jewish Congregations, United States of America, and uh, who was in charge of the Pesach booklet that, that came out. And anybody who needs that Pesach booklet, I suggest you get it. You can either go to OUPassover.org. .org. Or you can call the OU at 212-563-4000. Or you go to a shul that has the, the hands them out. I mean, a lot of the shuls are still giving them out. That's how yeah. most people are getting them through the shuls, right? Yeah, I mentioned. Or organizations of shuls, yeah. maybe the yeshivas as well. Okay, now another thing here. You asked about Tasis Coffee. Tasis Choice Coffee. It says, if, if as you say, Tasis Choice Coffee does not need a bezundere hechsher, why don't we see a sticker on it from different hashkachas and they're charging more pro for, for the product. Well, that's something I have to ask them. I'm not going to get into it. And I think uh, the answer, uh, my personal answer to the question is as follows. I don't know whether the added-on hashkacha does a thing. Sometimes I know that they do, that they may create a Bishel Yisrael if there isn't one. They may just look into the topic. But you can be sure that over the, over the long run, there are many, many, many products that they're that they're certifying that they do have to make different productions for. Sometimes it's a special run. Sometimes it's having an additional mashkiach there. Sometimes uh, it's just clarifying or limiting from one source. It's not a, a, a responsible hashkacha. Is not just rubber stamping the OUOK kafke or starke. In a particular product, they may do nothing. But but overall, they're doing something. Is it necessary? That's a different issue. Everybody has to decide on his own or speak to his rub, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, uh, let's take the calls. Go ahead, please. You're on the cautious on the air. Can we help you? Yeah, hello. Um, I wanted to know about uh, what they said about Shuffer, uh baking chocolate a number of years ago. What was that whole... Uh, I'm sorry, we didn't hear. One, start, start again. Shop right, what? <laughs> 
sure for baking chocolate. Then they, uh, they, a number of years ago, they sent out a text uh, right before Pesach. Somebody sent out a text that it's not kosher Pesach. There was a uh, big deal about that. I want to know if you uh, can enlighten me about it. Well, first of all, you're talking about some of its ancient history. Secondly, you're asking about Shufra, it's not his Hashgacha, Rabbi Rabbinov's Hashgacha. And uh, the details, I don't even remember. It's, I would say it's about seven, eight years ago or more, maybe even more. I, I don't think I can even remember the details myself. Thank you for the call, though. All right. Go ahead. You're on Kashmir on the air. Can we help you? Yes, hello. Yes, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I was listening, but I, I didn't hear clearly what you said about taster's choice decaf uh, oh, coffee. Oh, you got to get it straight. This is very important. To say the whole thing exactly again okay. once from, with, about the, I don't need to explain yeah. the history, yeah, no, just yeah, the bottom line about Folgers okay. and Taster's Choice. Right. Taste, um, I'll just, you know, to allude to the, to, to the other call that was talking about a stickered product, um, if you take a look at the product, it may not be made in the USA. Um, it may be made elsewhere, um, and from those countries, it, uh, the OU would not recommend the product necessarily. It's only the product with the OU, which is packed in the United States, that the OU is recommending for Pesach. Um, Rabbi Wickler, I think, addressed the other issues about, um, you know, dual ashkachas on products and what the benefit or, or lack thereof um, is. So I'm not going to address that again. Um, with respect to Taster's Choice, the OU is recommending only a non-flavored version of Nescafe Taster's Choice with the OU symbol on it, which is not decaffeinated. I repeat, not decaffeinated. Um, the decaffeinated product the OU is not recommending for Pesach. Folgers is another brand. Um, they make a regular instant coffee, and they make it decaffeinated. Both of those are recommended for Pesach. Yeah, I was in the, a Pesach store, and I did see the Taste of Choice decaf coffee. Does that mean it's just not under your hashgacha, but it's there under someone uh, else's hold on, hashgacha? Hold on one second, one second, one second. What, what's, if you, my guess is that what happened is they're putting it out there based upon last year's information. No, it wasn't recommended. Taster's Choice decaffeinated has not been recommended. The OU did not recommend any decaffeinated product last year. Oh, that's what yeah. it was. Uh, I mean, uh, so it's, it's recommended it's, not to yeah. use it, only one that has OU on it. It's, it's very important that when you find a product in, in a store shelf, um, in a Pesach section, sometimes it may only be under the hashkocha of the person who stocks the shelves. Right. <laughs> you have to look in at labels. Words, it doesn't prove anything. <laughs> uh, let's, let's review it once more. The, the Taster's Choice... Regular coffee, not decaffeinated. What does it need? It's just an OU symbol. Okay, but we're only talking United States right. product. Okay. Right. Now, uh, if it's a decaffeinated, we're not recommending it for Pesach. Is that it? That is correct. And with Folgers, we're recommending it for whether it's regular or decaffeinated, just a plain OU on it. Does Folgers make out of the United States or not? They, they likely do. Some of them may be with the OU, but only with the OU. We would not recommend a product that may be coming. These are multinational companies, yes. and they have plants all over the world, and they may be packing product for other countries, not for the U.S. market. And uh, they don't put the OU symbol, and the OU wouldn't take responsibility for that. So in general, in the course of a year, not Pesach now, if, if there's a Tasis choice that comes out of Mexico or some other country, and let's say it doesn't even have any, it doesn't have an OU. Maybe it always has an OU, I don't know. It, it typically that, would, with products that are, these companies, um, and this is very complicated when you have, you know, country, companies with, with uh, plants and facilities right. all over the world. They often will make products overseas for the U.S. market, but it's labeled for the U.S. market. 
-hmm. And that's where they would put the OU symbol. And obviously the OU would allow that only if they um, supervised that that plant in that country. Um, There are companies. I'll give you an example. Heinz is a company that everyone is familiar with. And they have vegetarian uh, baked beans, which are OU certified, um, whether here in the U.S. or whether in Canada. Um, However, in, in the U.K., they also make baked beans, but they're not kosher. The plant is not kosher. Wow. Um, you won't find them typically in the U.S., but it's possible sometimes through gray, gray markets or or through closeouts yeah. or that you'll find a can and it's not going to have an OU on it. And the product is certainly not recommended. It's probably not kosher at all. So, ah. so that's that's a, that's a, that's a, I, I, again. I, I don't know every situation, but um, typically, you know, the Passover sections typically don't carry these non-OUP products. They'll usually carry products which are specially supervised for Pesach. Um, there, maybe there was a decaffeinated, maybe it had a, a Geffen sticker, and they were recommending it for Pesach. I, I'm not familiar with it. Um, I don't know if it had an OU in it or not. Um, but uh, but it's very important, I think, just to reemphasize that store shelves and the locations on the store shelves um, should not be viewed as a hashkoch if one needs to look at the labels. Okay. Thank okay, you. I see it, it does not say, it just says kosher with Pesach. It doesn't say any heksher with it. One second. It says kosher. Well, it says kosher for Passover on it, on, this, on the label of Taste is Choice. What's it? And what kind is it? Is it decaf in it? It's decaf. It says kosher le Pesach. And it says, um, I think it says a heksher, something with chasam sofer and badat. Oh, this is from okay. Israel. It's from Israel. Yeah. This is an Israel product. Israeli product. Those hashgachas, I'm sure that they're taking a proper responsibility. It's a production that's not in this, under your right. control here whatsoever. That's a, a completely different thing, ma'am. We're talking okay. about products that are made in the United States with the OU here, and that product has a, a different additional hashgacha, which I'm sure those two hashgachas are taking care of. It. Oh, so the one from Israel, if it says it, it's okay? I would assume yeah. so, yes. These are responsible okay. hashgachas. Imported by OSEM, it says. Doesn't matter. Yeah, that, yeah. that's what it's like. Sounds, sounds, right. sounds very good. Right, but okay. I, I, I'd also caution another thing about stickers. The problem with stickers is that they're portable. Yeah, but <laughs> and people can put stickers. So it's important. I know, I'll, no, I'll just this is uh, on the label itself, perfect. the whole label itself. Perfect. There's no extra sticker on it. Okay. Enjoy. Enjoy it. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I want to add, but, you know, the last uh, show, we remember that we're talking about that uh, the guy that's uh, responsible on the... Well, things in the store just put stickers like non-stops and without yeah. even checking the, the product. Right. We had the issue of uh, mi- uh, chocolate that was milk and was, the sticker was uh, Pav. The, the, this, this person had texted and we mentioned before that which makeup products are kosher or Pesach. Well, we don't have it list, uh, a list in our book. We recommend that people look, look at the, one of the websites. The CRC has a, a website on it. Do you have material on, on, on lipsticks and the... Uh, we have a, uh, a list of non-food items. Makeups. The OU has a position on non-food items, mm-hmm. of the different types of products that don't require hashkacha. Go ahead. And uh, they include things like perfumes. They include things like skin cream. They include things like silver polish. But the lipstick um, would be a little bit lipstick, different. Lipstick, so, the, 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 so with respect to makeup, general makeup, whether it's... Uh, I'm not familiar with all the types of makeup there are... <laughs> um, but uh, but they unless you're going to eat them, um, I don't think the OU's position is that you would not need to do any research on them because they're not edible. Um, however, oral hygiene, and this is an important thing to discuss as well, yes. and lip treatment items. Lip treatment can include lipstick or lip balm. Those are things that uh, some rabbanim, particularly if they're flavored, um, that some caution against using um, without uh, without some kind of uh, um, approval. 
Now, um, I, I understand that most lipstick is not flavored. I don't. I think it's. I don't common. know anything about it. I haven't used it lately, and <laughs> um, I don't think I don't think they're flavored. I think, in fact, that they're probably have a bad flavor. So. I don't know, but again, the reason some rabbanim are are cautious about it is because it goes on your lips, and you know it's something that uh, food passes right by and and may, um, you know, it may enter into your mouth and you may swallow it. Um, lip balm, which um, they have you know, plain Vaseline and unflavored, which I don't think are an issue, but those which are flavored, like any flavored product, uh, should have some kind of hashgacha. Uh, uh, um, with respect to this is an important one oral hygiene yeah toothpaste and mouthwash right. now this is an area personally I, I feel you know rather strongly about um, some some rabbanim are makel over here um, and I know that there are these lists which contain uh, mouthwash and toothpaste and I want you to be aware that assuming that the research that's done for those lists is legitimate only for peso, not for kashras right. so realize that when you're using toothpaste and mouthwash that's on that list recommended for Pesach, it very likely has non-kosher glycerin Correct. in it. So, you know, again, some say that because you, you don't put it, you don't swallow it, you just put it into your mouth and you spit it out, um, it doesn't require hashkacha. But I would mention also the glycerin that's in it is also sweet. Right. So it's enhancing the flavor of the product. And people choose mouthwash or they choose toothpaste because they prefer one or the other flavor. Um, so therefore... To say that it, it's not related to achila in any way is 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 somewhat of a stretch. So um, there are products which are available um, in uh, you know for Pesach. There's of course you know, Adwi and, and and brands similar to that from Israel. They import certain products. The OU is recommending um, there are there's Tom's of of Maine. Tom's of Maine is a product which is under the OU year round. Um, there the OU is recommending um, spearmint and I think it's peppermint um, mouthwash. I'm, not, I'm sorry, not mouthwash. They have a mouthwash as well. The OU is not recommending it for Pesach, but we are recommending their toothpaste for Pesach. Um, there's, there's also a mouth rinse. Um, and there's have also... A, you have a list in here somewhere? Yeah, it's in here. Yeah. It's in here. There's also a... Um, a mouth rinse? There's a mouth rinse, which is... I know uh, we have a million calls. Okay. Right, which has the OU on it, and it's recommended for Pesach as well. Yeah. And at the same time... Um, there is from Kosher Innovations. They're the people who do the right, kosher right. lamp. They have what's called a, a tooth... Yeah, that's, um, uh, that's rinse, rinse, rinse yeah. which is, uh, I guess, recommended for Shabbos also, but it is also OUP, and it has a special ashkocha. You take nice. off your teeth? And <laughs> <your place. laughs> no, no. Let, 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 me just, uh, let me just mention that, again, that what I, I was saying is that we have, we're, we're connected a little bit with the CRC in Chicago, and if you'd like to, you can go to CRCWEB, that's CRCweb.org, and they have a list of recommended uh, uh, m- m- recommended makeup products. So you could, if you want to look at over there, you'll be able to find one. And there are other lists as well that exist elsewhere. Uh, but you can those are, those are things you can follow up on. But we gave you the general guidelines over here today. Okay, next caller, please. Go ahead. Nissen, go ahead. Next caller. You're on cautious on the air. Can we help you? Yeah, hello? Go ahead. Yeah, how's about time on you could use Tylenol in Pesach? That one was... A, we're talking only... On a, yeah. a, I mean, hello? T- Tylenol, You're talking about an adult get, with a pill. Yeah. Right. Tylenol is, is, is different products. There, there are some products which are, are coated and they have flavor. Um, and, uh, no, I'm not I, talking the regular Tylenol. Not the, simple, all that. the regular Tylenol, the 500 milligram, it's the extra thing. Right. It's, it's coated. It is not, it's, a, it's a capsule. It's not a... Right. Uh, it's not a long... It's not a tablet. The round one, but... It, 
I have some coat in it, but nobody feels a flavor in it. You know, it's no right. flavor in it. Right. Um, a product which is which has no taste, no flavor, like a medication. Um, you know, I, I would say you can use it. It's, you're just swallowing it. It doesn't it's, it's, it's taste. Last year, from a guy, and it's telling if you need it for the nefesh, if you think this is the only thing helps, you're allowed no, to no, take no, it. No, 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 no. Pekuch nefesh, there's a medication doesn't have to be only for pekuch nefesh. Not a medication, nefesh. it's a tinolol. That's what I'm right. asking. Is it, but right. It, but it, it doesn't have tinolol. Yeah, you won't die from it. But the point is like this: if you, it, it, it's, it falls into the category of medication, and therefore halachically it's permitted. If you would like to get, you know, you should know some of these things are because uh, have dairy also. If you would like it very easily buy a Frida Vitamins has puts out and they're fine. You put you make it for uh, for uh, Frida has for the whole, for for, for uh, there, is, pesos. there is special pesos. and yeah. and, you, and, you, and you, you you'll save it from year to year. It's going to be fine. Uh, and how's about the Lando's uh, vitamin C? And you can save that and you eat from year to year. That's what we do, right? So go ahead. What would you say? Lando's vitamin C has a flavor in it, a taste, and a chewable. And I asked the shy silas I'm dying about it. And he told me to read the ingredients and told me it's uh so this is this is not how much even if it has a flavor in it in its culture, and I could use it in Pesach. So what's it? We're not gonna a answer a we're, we're not gonna we're not gonna comment on your roof whether he's saying the right thing or wrong. This we're teaching what we're teaching. You have a roof and you ask your roof and that's all you have to do. We have to teach what we I just want to add one thing because vitamin C is 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 known as ascorbic acid. Right. That's the that's the that's the generic name for it. And ascorbic acid is made um, can be actual hummets. So you know it, it, to look at ingredients and to to make you know without the experience and the knowledge of how these types of of products are made. I don't think is is not, is not responsible. So something like ascorbic acid, many products that are Pesach, that are not for Pesach year-round contain ascorbic acid, and they remove the ascorbic acid for Pesach because it's very hard to get kosher le Pesach ascorbic acid. There is a small amount available, but and a product... Serota, that, what does it mean to serota? Ascorbic acid is the generic name of vitamin C, and that's something which can be actual chametz. But we we recommend that for eight days you give it up, but unless you find a product which has which has a shkocha for pesach. Told, I asked the guy about this. Told me it's okay, not Okay, listen, we can't. I can't answer for your dayanim. Okay, I thank I you very much. You, we, uh-huh. We're not we're not yeah, arguing who, with anybody here today. We don't yeah. argue with anybody. If you have a yeah, rov and he says, fine, no problem. You can ask your rov. Whatever your rov says is fine. But we yeah, we, but who has a right to ask pesach? I prefer to go to the any nutrition uh, place and ask over there, and you know okay, you have so you many so many stores, well stores. Thank, thank you. you very much. Thank you. Chag Sameach. Okay, go ahead. You're on cash on the air. No, he's off. Oh, we finished? have twenty seconds. Okay, we have twenty seconds left. So I want to thank Rabbi Rabinowitz <laughs> for joining us. We was I see we have a, the whole board lit up. I'm very sorry. We're going to try okay. to stay five minutes. Thank more you, to Rabbi Wickler. It's, it's really a pleasure <laughs> to come here. I think that Rabbi Wickler is known as a, a tremendous Marbit Torah, 
and he's also a Mazaka Sarabim with the, with this show and with his magazine, and uh, and uh, it's really a, a schus for me to be able to to sit here next to him and participate in some small way. For many years to come, Mitzvah Shem. Thank you very Amen. much. Have a great.